body, hard body. Cut a cut a cut. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Cash money, young money, motherfuck the other side. They can fuck with us if they won't. I bring them homicide. Word to my mama, I'm gon' continue bombing. So like getting out the game is like coming out of a coma. I'm trying, but I'm normal when this rap shit get boring. All I ask is that you pray for me. Please. And the beat, keep crying, and I'ma keep beating her. V, I'm fucking her, I'm deep in her, sleeping her. And what happens when the reaper comes? I'm just hoping that he sends that elevator up. I made enough, I ain't make shit. So while I'm here, I'ma take that and take this. Breakfast, yes. Let's eat, wipe your mouth when you finish. Then hunt for the lunch and dinner. No beginner to the criminal activity. Fuck with them, they rushing in like Seminoles. Indians, no bow and arrows, harrow. Just Nina's Gina, just choppers, Robert, huh? Yeah, yeah. How y'all doing? Hey, vibing, huh? Hey, man, that I, I don't. Hey, that that quarter two takes me back every time. Yeah, yeah. It takes me, it takes me back to a place when, when Weezy ran the world, <laughs> and I know yeah, Weezy did run the world at a point. I know it's, I know it's at, hard for the youngins to understand. At, at least until two thousand about. 13? Yeah, about 13. Lil, Lil Weezy Animal was... Hey, man, it's... To me, Weezy had one of the best runs... Absolutely. Period, in hip-hop. Absolutely. I would I would put that up against Drake's run currently. Oh, yeah. And I would put that up against Ho's run. Yeah. And I would consider Ho's run between Volume 2 to The Black Album. Right. Still, still like, discography-wise, it's one of the best. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. Man, um... So... Welcome. Hey, welcome, man. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this is the Build Podcast. Yeah, if y'all, if y'all wondering why we just came in jamming quarter two and talking shit immediately. Hey, absolutely. Hey, man, listen, man. We are 10 episodes in. 10, bro. Right? 10. We are 10 episodes in. If you have not caught hold to the format with which we run this show by, then you are not a regular builder. Uh-huh. Right? This is the goddamn Build Podcast. This is the Build Podcast. Welcome. 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 Uh I'm with my brother, the the fantastic uh lady romantic, <laughs> high flying goddamn DJ, DJ Cobb motherfucking Alexander. That is I. That is I. You feel me? And I am. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. As so shown on my shirt. Fact. Shout out to Kevin Block Carter for the shirt. Yeah. Uh, Christopher J, a.k.a. Chris Hunter, a.k.a. Don't call me out my goddamn name. Yeah. You feel me? Hey, man, we in this thing. First and foremost, happy fucking Black History Month, y'all. Hey, happy Black History Month. Hey. God damn it. This is our history. This month we are finna go in yep. uh, on some topics that relate to um to our people. It ain't gonna be the conventional shit. No, it's not. Alright. Y'all done heard enough of MLK. Yeah. If you don't know about Malcolm X, you need to look him up. Uh we've gotten into stuff with Marcus 
Masai Garvey. Facts. Um, you know, we've got some master teachers at, at this point. You should know who some of our master teachers are, were, etc. But we're gonna really get into some 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 extra shit. Um, I don't know if you're still watching, but shout out to brother Alfredo Patton, who will be here on the podcast this month discussing some things that are near and dear to my heart personally. Facts. Um, you know, hey man, we just it's finna it's finna be a ball. Indeed. We we we're gonna have a good a, a damn man, good time. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um I think I, I wanna a little bit uh I want to cover some of the some of the Haitian Revolution if if we can. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I, mean? I want to get into some into some some now, bra- revolting. Now, now the the thing that we've been talking about for months. For those of y'all who are watching us on Facebook Live, and if you are still with us, thank you for tuning in. Share, share, share this video. Um, you know all of the love and the support that we've been getting. Uh, the last nine episodes yep. has been amazing. And we appreciate all of the builders that are, are supporting us, y'all. So, you know, we thank you. We thank you for the support, um, you know. But we, we've we been kind of cooking up what we're going to be doing this month for black history for quite some time. And as to not reveal too much and go too much in depth, one of the topics uh, that we will be covering in Black History Month is how 90s hip hop and black sitcom era <laughs> made us trash as a culture at points. Hey man. Hey, that's, that's gonna that's gonna be that's shout gonna be out one to Miss Moore. How you doing, Miss Moore? Good morning. We love you. Um how you doing, thank you. Moore? thank you for always uh tuning in and be showing fetched. us love. Uh you've known both Alex and I since we were in diapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a Pilgrim Daycare Center. Shout out to Pilgrim Daycare Center. Indeed, indeed. Uh, with with her her sons, yeah, and course. so we we love Miss. Hey, hey, Pilgrim Pilgrim produced productive people. Hey, absolutely. Just no, <laughs> like, no lie. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but yeah, man. Um, nineties hip hop, R and B, and sitcoms that specifically deal with us. I had to help my my Brody here <laughs> come to the realization. Hey man, I, that they were trash, bro. I didn't, I didn't, they, I didn't want to. They helped to. create the trash culture. Yeah, they, it, it it led to we can we can pinpoint a lot of our <laughs> social media shenanigans yeah. and, and 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 capping, yeah. and clout chasing. Right, we can we can attribute that to a lot of ninety six. Yes, no lie, just it is. Sorry. But I mean, uh, we'll definitely not be, we'll definitely be getting in depth about that though. Like this is this is real talk. Like this is Black History. Just like yo, this is we really we really digging in deep. Pause. Gotta, hey, pause. Uh, yeah, pause, put that pause on pause, it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we gotta go there. We 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 have to go there, um, because that um, as along with in, all of our history has shaped us uh, to where we are today, uh, for better or for worse. And we have to be free to, you know, tackle those topics. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be tough. But I think that there's a lot of good that's gonna come of it. And um <laughs> a few a few builders are gonna be like, Hey, y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. Um, especially when we talk about some of 
our favorite shows. Yeah. Uh, that we still watch. Even yeah, we still. Though, hey. Even though we gonna talk, even though we gonna talk now, we still watch them. Though. Hey man, listen. I have every season of Martin. Every season on DVD. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I hate to say it. Martin was trash. Few, as a as a as a person. Few ways. Few in a few ways, ways man. Few my ways. my brother was trash. But we 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 not we, we not gonna, gonna jump do. ahead of our Hey, you know what I do wanna get into? What's that? Um we ain't even we this wasn't even uh in in the production meeting. Um, but randomly I've I've been seeing kind of like the um you know, Jesse Smollett got attacked in Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um shout out to Jesse Smollett. I've you know, we you know what I'm saying we wanna send love Absolutely to to the brother. Absolutely. Um he was attacked based off of his race and sexuality. Right. Um and there's uh there's something that I I really wanted to get off my chest about Speak your peace. About brothers not supporting him due to his sexuality. Speak your peace. So all of the brothers who like, oh man, that's like that's not that's not that don't got nothing to do with me if he got attacked about it. No, that has everything, everything. to do with you, partner. Because man, goat man, speak that to has, you, that has that has everything to, to do with you. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, forget his sexuality. Mm-hmm. That is your brother. Hey, first thing before anybody knows a person's sexual orientation and preference, man, they see the color of your skin first. First. So we just gonna we we gonna go go hard for you just off of that, just based on the black, period. Man, and he was minding his own business in the shy. I believe they filmed the show in the shy. He minding his own business, trying mm-hmm. to go to trying to get a subway sandwich. Just trying to get a, a subway sandwich. Toasted, probably. Two cookies, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and somebody ran up on him and attacked him. Right. Now the fact that there is a lack of support purely based on his sexuality, one, his sexuality really ain't none of your business. Facts. And he wasn't he wasn't in a bedroom. Facts. He Man was in public. Walking. Yeah, he was. He was, walking. he was in public and he was attacked. Going to get something to eat. Boy boy's stomach was touching his back and all he wanted to do was get a subway sandwich and he gets attacked. Um and and it's like, listen, bro, um, my my obligation, our obligation to each other, it, it should just be based on who we we look like one another. We yeah. are we are we are a family. We are a collective. There's a collective consciousness that should be had among us. So that's that's shit off the rip. Make you come to this brother's defense, be it physically or through your platform or whatever the case may be. Like I, I just bro, niggas who be hung up on on people's sexuality, like it's mind boggling. Like one, like and I, I get it. You know, what I mean, they have things like pride mm-hmm. and they have celebrations and they have a flag and mm-hmm. I'm totally with that. All right, y'all. You know what I'm saying. Y'all could do the rainbow flag. I'm gonna do the RBG flag. Absolutely, it don't, it don't really matter to me. Right. All right. Right. But as far as a person's sexuality goes. If we are conducting ourselves in public and we're not in a sexual arena and they're not coming on to me in any way, shape, or form, the sexuality really doesn't matter to me. Like that's still what a it person. got to do with you. Yeah, that's just that's just another person. And and you know, 
regardless to what I may think or, or, or what my opinions may be uh, of the culture, of the LBGTQ plus community, like fam, um, number one, I am an ally of the of the 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 subsection of those group of people. Facts. Here's what I mean by that. My concern is for the people a part of that community that look like me, because no matter what, no matter what, the system of 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 racism and white supremacy. The the bigoted monsters that are out there that 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 are gunning for them, they are gunning for them first and foremost based on them being black. Number one, number two, it <laughs> male or male or female. I don't. I can't really give a percentage. I don't know the numbers as it relates to which which uh part of that group. Um, in terms of gender wise gets um you know uh, targeted the most mm -hmm. but let's take let's just take Jesse's um situation as an example he is a black he's black and he is a male all right those are two strikes for a bigot already big facts right that's two strikes for a bigot already then you tap on the fact that something that is none of their business, like him being a homosexual male, on top of that, that's three strikes against this brother already. A bigot in their mind has every reason and every right to get after him simply because of that. And my question to all of the... Uh, and I'm going to use these terms. So for those of y'all brothers that are listening or that are watching, go ahead and get ready to be pissed off. But guess what, bro? We could talk about it and a fight come with that. Be just as long as you know. So for us cis heterosexual males out here, right? At what point do you say I must come to this brother's defense? So are you telling me that a heterosexual brother like myself would have to get attacked by a bigot for you to get up in arms? What kind of shit is that? That's that's very fucked off thinking and hustling backwards. Like what? What? what like, come on. Because the the fact of the matter is, is that now you have some brothers who are on who are on the other side of that coin that are like, well, um. It's not that he's he's gay or, or this or that or third. It's that he identifies with that before race. Okay, cool. I can see how you how, how that can how that can be uh, something that becomes problematic for you, because in a lot of situations, you know, you have brothers that uh, and sisters that go race first when it comes to the struggle. And, and 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 different things like that. You have other groups of people that that hey, I'm a woman who just so happens to be black, or I am you know I am a man and you know I'm and I just so happen to be black. So you know I'm going to engage in the the culture, whatever the case may be. And so okay, I get that, but all in all, that is still your brother. Period, and whether you identify with race first 
and he identifies with his sexuality first, at the end of the day, y'all still look like one another. Facts. Y'all are a representation of one another. Whether or not somebody can readily identify your sexuality. Period, point blank. Hey, I, I man, I, I, look, man. It's, it's, it's really one of them things, like, we have to decide, are we going to galvanize as a people, or are we going to let the little bullshit get in the way? And, and the fact that the matter is, is that the sad thing with our people builders is that we always let the minute bullshit. Bullshit, that's what it is. Get in the way of us doing some like doing things collectively. And and now, now, here's the thing. I don't want to um perpetuate this narrative that, you know what I'm saying, we just all divided and ain't no hope in the community. No, nah, there's plenty of there's plenty of unity that is going on that's being practiced uh, on 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 individual, you know, basis, whether it be within different communities, whether it be within different cities. I will not uh uh allow myself to get into this this think of you know painting a a picture that isn't true about our people yeah. i won't do that i won't get i won't engage in that but and this ain't even really the division it's it's giving your brother a cold shoulder yeah giving your brother yeah exactly like it's like oh man you being, got beat be, up like oh yeah like, being numb really, to his to to his pain like that's whether than being empathetic to his pain regardless to what you think about his, his about lifestyle. his sexuality you know what I mean? You and, know what I mean? Because we, because because the thing is is that uh but before sexuality and all that other stuff if we want to go into a history lesson builders before before there was even anything dealing with the whole sexuality movement and all that other shit listen the fact that the brother the brother is seen on camera going into a building with a fucking noose around his neck that right there is is what what was the symbolism of the power and the and the ability to take your life as a black person period whether you were male or female that was the symbol of the power that we had over you nigger whether you were whether you had more money than me whether you were more educated than me i am white and that and that alone gave me the ability to do whatever it is I wanted to do with your life. Because remember, builders, let's 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 make some recall. One of the six basic needs that all humans have is the need for significance. Big facts. And whether I am black, white, blue, green, or orange, I want to feel significant. I want to feel significant. So if 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 I want to feel significant and I don't and your existence seems to to have the appearance of having more significance than me. Then one way that I take power and take control over you is to have your life in my hands. Which means I have the ability to take your life. I have the ability to change your life with the law. I have like I have the ability 
to control your fate, which brings me significance in your life. It makes me visible. Yep. <clears throat> so, and we and, and and we're and we're fighting back against that. Fight. We have to. We we have to fight back against that together. Like we, man. I know this is something that we keep talking about over and over and over. But I'm gonna keep saying it. Like we gotta move with a code. We do have to move. Like with a code. no matter what your sexuality is, no matter what it is, people. I know. I need to know that when I'm in. When I am in the presence of people that look like me in a room, no matter what we're into sexually, no matter what kind of music we listen to, no matter what our background is, no matter what our economic status is, Mm -hmm. no matter what, we are moving by the same code whenever we are in the same building. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. And I don't don't know if y'all realize, but they, they are literally trying to stop us from doing that. Absolutely. But we can do that. You want to know why we can do that? Because when the future song comes on, we all be in the same room, no matter what economic background, no matter what what economic status currently. We know the code to that future song. We absolutely know the code to that future song. We we know about the Zanny family. Absolutely. This is this is why they was trying to trying to shut up NWA. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can we can figure we can we can share the code. But we gotta we gotta stop on these hangups in the boot. Like, oh man, he was gay. They beat him up because no, nah, they beat him up because he was black first, and he just happened to be gay. And he just so happened to be gay, fam. Like, whatever. And I don't care. Look, for all y'all hung up and oh that you know what I'm saying. Um, there's uh, they 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 represent gay first. Well, that's because y'all dumbasses is sitting up here. You know what I'm saying against him because he gay. Facts. So you're gonna go. So you you're always going to identify with that which brings you comfort, security, and protection. Facts. And regardless to how you feel, even if you're a part of the community and you hear and you hear me say this, hey kid, the LBGTQ plus community, them motherfuckers like the mob now. Hey, pretty much. They like the mob now. No doubt. Say, fam, you can't get away with the same old bullshit like you used to picking on them and this or that and the third. Now, now my only caution to them to them as a community would be to, you know what I'm saying, watch, watch you know, let's not take on the same behaviors and identities as your as your your oppressors. And become, you know, and be the the oppressed becoming oppressive. You know what I'm saying? So that would be my only caution. But the but it's like, hey, they gang gang. And they got every right to be gang gang. You know? And so if if I am a a black woman who is being shunned because I am I happen to be bisexual and my people or try to force me in some sort of box and say I need to not be this way, I need to not be that way, et cetera, et cetera. Then of course I'm going to identify with the LBGTQ community over be over uh, identifying with being black because my people, the people that look like me, who supposed to, who are supposed to be a refuge, a place of a place of solace, um, a, a group that protects me, will not because of these social constructs that are built within our community. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna identify with them. 
and my race will become secondary. Even though when the world sees me, they sees me as a representation of a group that is shunning me. Yeah. So how do I deal? How do I deal? Because at this point, like, bro, I'm I'm not here to get into the the semantics and into into the debate and the science about whether you know uh, the LBGTQ community is is you know is if this is with their if this is how they were born or if this was hey, a man. choice hey, or hey, and hey. The science and all that. I'm not. Hey, bro, I am not. All of y'all super woke niggas need to stop that shit because we don't give a fuck. Fuck all of that. Bro. I don't. I don't give a fuck about the science of homos. Like I don't. Damn, I don't I'm, care. At this point, I, I'm I know, trying to live. Like that's all we try. That's all we trying to do. And for all you super woke niggas out there, that's that's on this whole. Oh, there was no sexual. There was no homosexuality and lesbianism on the African continent. Hey, my nigga, you really can't be as woke as you think. Pick up a fucking book and read and really do some research. Because it would be asinine of you to think that there was none of that of that stuff being practiced on the African continent in antiquity. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's just it's just it's really on some just just support the brother, man. That's it. And let them know that, hey, bro, we I have I have empathy for what you are going through. And what you are going through is fucked up. And I'm I and, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And I'm gonna stand with you. And I'm gonna stand with you no matter what. And just keep and and keep it moving. And just keep it moving, man. So you know, a lot of niggas just be trying to trying to thumb wrestle and shit on fucking Twitter and Facebook. And facts, shit, like putting up nigga, fucking think pieces and shit. Like goddamn, nigga, I don't give a. F- like, bro, I don't give a fuck about, I don't, at this point in time, right now, I am trying to galvanize people and just get us moving with the same code so that we can we can have some type of plan of action. Right. That's it. Right. All of that other stuff, really, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I really don't, I really don't care about it. Right. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be super woke. I honestly I understand history. I know the history. Um but I use history as a point of as a point of reference to what to do in the future. Okay, I oh this is I actually study other cultures outside of mine to see hey this oh this is how they got together. Oh this right. is how that happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so you know what I mean this is this is how the Italians got things shaking. Mm-hmm. Bet. This is this is how the Jews came over here and started. Okay, bet. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay, so this actually can be done. Yeah. Bet. And then you look. And then you look to our. You know, to your your own examples with your with your own people. Um. You know what I'm saying? Like in in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, Harlem, New York, uh, Harlem, New York, uh, um, uh, Florida. Um, you know what I'm saying? Different places like that. Hey, shout out to Chris. Peace and light, brother. How you doing, man? Appreciate What's you. What's going down, Chris? For always supporting us, bro. Um, so yeah, so you know, and the thing is, is that the affluence that that our people throughout history has shown, and 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 the, their ability to come together and really, really make some shit pop and all that other stuff. Hey, bro. You don't you don't think that um 
they're all of the same issues that that we face today in terms of with within our community you don't think they were going through that back then too definitely for sure for sure but they somehow made shit work and there was affluence and there was a collective consciousness and there was there was a code that boys followed no matter what i'm just i don't know man look then um that actually like the affluence actually comes brings us to another point we got the um you seen the you seen the the Breakfast Club interview? Yes, sir. With Killer Mike, right? Yes, sir. So him and him and DJ Envy get into it. Hmm. Um, oh, hold on. Let me let me state this. They didn't get into it. It wasn't a. It was a heated debate. But I mean, if you've been in a barbershop in the past ten years, that's they actually had a conversation to me. Right, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm yeah, like, absolutely. Like I don't, yeah. and you know, I don't. I hate, I hate how once again, like I, ha- I hate how black blogs get clickbait. Stop that shit. Right. Stop saying DJ Envy. Oh, they beefing. Like, bro, they, I'm pretty sure they had a, a nice steak dinner, a nice sandwich after that. Oh, of course. You of know course. what I'm saying? They, like, yeah, they, they definitely weren't beefing, fam. Like, and they have a love for one another. Facts. They just and it's like have that's a some, of opinion. bro. That that's the type of conversation where a nigga get his taper. Y'all shake hands. Hey, right, bro, you gonna you gonna be at the club? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be at the club. All right, bro, I'm gonna see you there. Yeah. That's it. It was a difference of opinion, but I just I just want to frame it like that first. Right. But they have in the discussion they were going back and forth, and now these are two men who are speaking who who got money. Um, DJ Envy, DJ Envy got a, a little bit more bread than Killer Mike, but they they both have money, right? And they were talking about the decisions that they make with their children and placing them into schools, right? So, um, Killer Mike's children go to public school, and DJ Envy's. Children go to private school. Now, DJ Envy says, you know, my son goes to private school, but he still plays and he still plays football and basketball and everything with the kids in Newark mm-hmm. who from the hood. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> he also he also said that he chose private school was because that some of the public schools um, were just horrible. The teachers, some of the teachers didn't care. Some of um, uh, some other things weren't up to par, or up to up to his standard. Mm-hmm. And that there are programs that the private school has that public schools didn't, mm-hmm. and so that's why he chose public school. Right. And so, really, the basis of the conversation was, and Killer Mike's point was, well, if you have money. Why don't you put your money into making the public school better so now you're not just creating an opportunity for your child, mm-hmm. you're creating an opportunity for many more. Right. You are setting a, you are setting a code in, in, in infrastructure for other children to succeed. Mm-hmm. So now your, your child isn't alone in the world with these benefits. He's meeting other people who know just as much, who can start these businesses, and that's how the infrastructure starts. Mm-hmm. Um. I wanted to discuss the public schools not good enough or let me find another school that is better. First of all, I pay fucking taxes. Right. Absolutely. If something is not up to par, 
as a taxpayer, my foot gonna be square off in your ass. Absolutely. Period. Mm-hmm. Because I pay taxes. My tax dollars go to school districts. Mm-hmm. Those school districts need to be suitable for the ch- for my children because I live there because I pay taxes. Right. It's full circle. Mm-hmm. I am the whole. I, I'm really tired of the whole. Um. Uh. One. I hate the word urban. <laughs> Yeah, the urban, the urban schools, the hood aren't up to the standards in that. Look, man. Yeah, cause y'all, y'all be mad when people gentrify those neighborhoods and then those urban schools turn into something like a Lamar. Right. Absolutely. Mm Mhm. Because the whole area has been gentrified, and those taxpayers then now, um, those taxpayers are are active with making the school better, active in bringing programs to, mm-hmm. to the school. They're active. Mm-hmm. See, we have to we have to get out get out of the mindset that we're supposed to be giving things. Right. Don't nobody owe you shit. The government don't owe you shit. The state don't owe you shit. The school district don't owe you shit. You got to get up and go get it. Mm-hmm. If you want programs, you got to get up and go get it. If you want... Because, because at this point, like, not... First of all, if we're talking just constitutionally, like constitution is not within the constitution that they are responsible for educating your fucking child. Facts. That is a state thing. Yeah. And you already know that shit. There is, in my in my opinion, just based on my observation, shit. There is literally a fucking war against public schools at this point <laughs> and so it's like if you already know that they're not like they're actively not doing shit for the public schools within your community then it is imperative that y'all get the fuck up and do something you know what i'm saying together now i understand that within certain uh you know areas especially within the inner city man you know, people people are barely able to, uh, you know, that that they they're in living check paycheck to paycheck, and don't you know don't have the resources to you know put together, um, you know, different programs and 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 stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, while there are a lot of other black communities within throughout the country, who are practicing um homeschool co ops. Yep. Um, that may very well not be an option uh, in all communities of color, more especially black communities. So what do we do? Well, like, like how do we, how do we go about remedying that? Um, I, I would say first things first. Um, as a as a child, so I say from about third grade up until I was in high school, most of my education was coming outside of being within the four walls of a school. Big facts. No lie. Facts. If I had to put a percentage on it, I would say about 65% of what I was learning about anything that I was interested in and some of the shit that we were forced to learn in school I learned outside of the confines of Scarborough I'm not High School, a, Lanier Middle School, and Lockhart Elementary. I'm gonna say I didn't. Uh, 
one coming coming from Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then two coming from the schools, the elementary schools we went to. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't actually start learning things until about seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Like things that I hadn't read. Right. Um. Because one, I I come from a family of ed- of coaches and educators. Mm-hmm. Um. I come from you know what I'm saying I I I come from that right so but even then like even the, my friends whose families didn't come from that they still knew a lot more mm-hmm. like and they were like oh okay now we're actually learning and it's it's seventh grade like we literally have just been baby like people have been babysitting us mm-hmm. and um it was and and at one point it was kind of odd like man this school this school thing is actually trash <laughs> like i remember being i remember being in kindergarten and um we getting picked up by <laughs> by mr ray shout out to mr ray shout out to mr oh no rip rip mr ray to mr ray but um getting picked up and telling her like kindergarten is so trash like they're teaching us our ABCs, yeah, Mr. Ray. Like this is stupid. This is stupid. This is and 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 that was <laughs> and see that was coming from the McGregor kids. The Lockhart kids was getting in trouble. <laughs> Lockhart Thanks. kids, we was we was getting in trouble. We were fighting. You know what I'm saying? It was all kind of stuff because it's just like, bro, you teaching us bullshit. And it's like, bro, we do y'all know where we came from? Facts. Like we was learning, man. We were learning this shit before we came here. Like, can you give us? By the something? time I was in, by the time I was in kindergarten, I was damn near fluid in Spanish. Facts, bro. <laughs> like, like, and that's coming. At, that's coming into going into kindergarten. Yeah, man. Like, come on, man. Like, can y'all? So yeah. So and then we was in those schools like McGregor and Longfellow were also some of even though. Their locations wouldn't suggest that. Those were great schools, like some of the best schools in the city. Hey, shout out to Lamar Williams, one of our regular builders. Yeah, he just asked a, a really good question, and I think we should we should we should expound on this. He said, "Should we value homeschooling more than public and private?" Uh, I think I, I wouldn't say that any any group of people should value. Um, one over the other based on, um, you know, theory or whatever, I think that, that it should be based on experience, right? Like, if you've experienced private school, public school, and have experienced homeschooling, then it's really up to uh, the, the parent and the children that have experienced those things to determine um to determine you know what what their thoughts are um what i mean what what do you think okay so i don't think that we should value any of them more than than any of them so what i would say is this and, and this is just how i'm gonna move and how i i'm suggesting that we all move so eventually i'm gonna be breaded up right right me being breaded up, I will do things personally that I won't I won't suggest for everybody else to do. But me being breaded up means I have to give back to my community. Mm-hmm. So if we are all under the same code and collective, 
then that means that means that my my bread because I'm going to pay taxes anyway that I need to even though if my child goes to private school or if my um if my child is in a homeschooling co-op mm-hmm. that I that we have the same I take that curriculum and I take the, those programs and I see hey I pay taxes here do you think that you can maybe teach an after school program or is there any program that can be added to the public mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. because because the the people who look like me need to be able to take advantage of this knowledge also Right. So if I can, if my tax dollars can pay for a coding class, right? Let's put right. the co- let's go ahead and, and I'm going to push for a coding class to be put in the public school, mm-hmm. so that so that those children also have an opportunity. Right now, my my money and my affluence, I may have my child with a private coding instructor. Right, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but it's kind of. I ha- I don't want to use the word trickle down. I don't want to use that at all. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I I would do it on a personal level, personally, but I would want to make sure that that is that is in the public school also. Right. That because this is what this is what happens, and I, and this is what I've experienced personally coming from a place where I've. I've been shipped to schools because, you know, mm-hmm. I tested highly, yep. I had grades. Yep. And, I, and what ends up happening is, is that when you graduate high school and you are thrown into, and you th- you are thrown back into situations where you're dealing with people like you, you begin to have this kind of like, hey, so y'all didn't learn this? Like, yeah, this, yeah, this warped perception that, um, you know, peers that look like you, uh, but went to different schools. Somehow ended up learning the same shit. Yeah. Like I mean, that's that's it's, it's that's definitely what happened for me. I mean, I am I am forever grateful for my opportunity to go to Lanier Middle School. Right. Shout out to Lanier. Yeah. I met a lot of awesome folks at Lanier Middle School. I learned uh, quite a bit of things about you know networking and and being around, you know, people of other races and ethnicities and religious beliefs and all that other stuff. But when I took my black ass to GC Scarborough High School on the northwest side, um like, yeah, it it <laughs> back to reality I went. You know what I mean? So, you know, um you know, it's it's just it's 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 one of those those situations where um those of us who have the ability to create an advantage for our kids um should be willing to help other families and other kids because the thing is is that these other kids who are aren't as affluent as as you know yours are, you know, coming from your household they these are your children's peers and you know i mean i don't know I, let me see let's let's go to the comment for everyone education is more about learning how to survive than learning how to thrive i don't think we as a people value education enough to transition from one to another i agree i agree yeah so, you know, um, everything good. So, um, so yeah, 
I I I I have to agree, but at the same time, uh, brother Lamar, it's one of those situations where, um, it's one of those situations where we would have to live within, like we would have to create a system within a system. In terms of, and that goes back to what Cobb was talking about in terms of like living by code you know you were able i mean hey in 1921 those black folks in 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 tulsa oklahoma in in the greenwood uh, subdivision they were still living within a racist and white supremacist society big facts but these people were thriving like a mug had multiple schools had multiple dental offices multiple beauty shops and and barber shops and you know what i'm saying like a movie theater two and three pharmacies etc like i mean shit <laughs> facts i mean super facts i don't know man so i mean but yeah like we just we definitely wanted to touch on just the education in that process um this is gonna be a shorter podcast as usual um we have the book review yeah we do we do have the book review um real quick you know we we i said that we would do book reviews on this this podcast and we're doing the 101s uh series um with um, um dr um dr john c maxwell uh this week's book is leadership 101 and um that's a long book so i'm just you know we're just doing a review of the first three chapters uh, the first chapter is is talking about the development of a leader and why I should grow as a leader. Um, one of the most important um, takeaways from that chapter is the law of lead. You know, the law of lead is basically leadership ability is based on uh, is a, a, a lead that determines a person level of effectiveness as a leader. So, you know, just because you're a leader doesn't mean that you will always be effective. And so this law of, of lead, you know, talks about how the lower uh, an individual's ability to lead is, the lower uh, the lead of their their the on their potential to to be effective, right? The higher the leadership, the greater the effectiveness. And so that was like the, one of the most important takeaways from that. Uh, he talked, to, you know, he used the story of how McDonald's came into existence, Big facts. right? And so then you got chapter two: How can I grow as a leader? four easy phases right phase number one um i don't know what i don't know a lot of folks uh don't even uh, take the time to assess their strengths and weaknesses as as cobb has alluded to in in, in past podcasts right you know um damn i don't know what i don't know that's you know, a real one though. you that's don't know if, if, if i don't know what i don't know then i can't know how i can grow personally right phase number two um i know what i don't know Right. So there are certain shit that, you know, like for 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 a fact, like, hey, I am not good at this. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Right? And you need to be aware of that. Right. And then uh, the third phase is um, I grow and I know it starts to show once you start to make growth and, and leadership a part of your everyday goals in terms of, you know, who you are personally, the growth begins to show in your actions, your deeds and, and, and how you 
how how you lead and and are effective or with other people. The last is um I simply go because of what I know. Leadership ends up becoming automated. It becomes an automatic thing for you um when you develop your leadership skills. And the third chapter is how do I become disciplined? That part of the book on begins to help folks with um, how to build the what the traits of a leader are and how to build yourself as a leader. And the first step in the, the essential essence of leadership is the the ability to discipline oneself. The, the, the daily task of doing something over and over and over again, understanding that the people and the leaders that you see that are revered and that are honored and that are loved get praised in, in you know publicly for what they've practiced privately for years. Fact. So I just want to leave y'all with that, man. Um, indeed, indeed, you know, indeed. The, 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 the Bill Book Review, um, Leadership One-on-One by Dr. John C. Maxwell. And then, um, hey, we actually gonna be going live a few times this week. We gonna actually start going live throughout the week, right? Um, on the I'll just follow the build on build b dot u dot i dot l dot d dot d on IG, and then you know, of course, ox dot core whisperer um, on my IG and Christopher, Christopher J underscore underscore w i m. Yes, sir. You know, what I'm saying on Instagram, um. Keep a, keep a look. Don't forget February 28th, we have the networking happy hour at yes, Darwin's sir. Pub, 33 Wall, Houston, uh-huh. Texas, in the Heights. Yep. Um, Bring your resumes. Make sure you have your resumes available. Business we, we, cards. Business cards, all of that. Hey, by the way, I see y'all out there finessing y'all networking events. That shit's cute. Yeah, that, is, that shit is it's cute. It's cute. It is cute. But <laughs> but we back February twenty eighth. <laughs> Y'all are welcome for the you're, you're well you're welcome uh for the template. You know what I'm saying? But uh but yeah, we just we gonna get back to it. Um and yeah, this is the bill. Hey, and we and we think about changing the format and doing this twice a week too. Yeah. So. Yeah, be looking out for that. You know what I mean? Um just just make sure y'all follow what we got going on. Thank y'all yeah, for yeah. the support, builders. And we out. Peace.